Let's spell a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is one half of the Glee Aggressive podcast. I'm going to mess up her name, and I'm so <laughs> sorry already because I just asked Karina Stokes. I you got it in yes! one. Ah, one take. Uh, yes. I don't know if you've ever listened to my podcast. I have a thing mm-hmm. about saying the names wrong because it happens. <laughs> it does. I've fully panicked with a guest before and just been like, I'm going to just avoid names at all costs. And we're we'll- just going to oh, go. And if you correct me, you correct me. Karina. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Hello. And we're here. We're continuing on. Talk about Glee season five. Thank you, by the way, for saying yes to this, because apparently no one wanted to talk about this season. Honestly, I, when you reached out, I feel like you've really given me a gift because like this is, I think, the trash fire of Glee, really. This season? Like, I think season five is just the worst season of Glee. Well, I was realizing while looking at the Wikipedia page listing all the songs and mm-hmm. also the other page listing the episodes, I brown I I'm not saying I blacked out because there are some episodes and things that I remember but I'm having like brownouts where I'm like yeah. I don't remember any of this. There's some episodes that are full black holes and in fact I was trying to remember what happened in some of them I was, so I was trying to read the wikipedia summaries and for some you can see when people stopped watching cuz the wikipedia summaries go from like four paragraphs detailing what happens to one paragraph that's like we think this happened. <laughs> People Sam's got a secret. Caring. Like that, it, it's like it's like Artie's in trouble. Sam's got a secret. Mercedes records a song. The end. And that's <laughs> and that's it. And you're like, what was the secret? <laughs> no. What was this episode? Well, okay, let's do a little background, and then we'll yes. we'll try to do a recap because my God. <laughs> um, so this this series is still created by Ryan Murphy, Brad mm-hmm, Falchuk, mm-hmm. and Ian Brennan, which I was looking at like the writers of the episodes, and it seems like Brad and Ian wrote a ton of this season. Which is fascinating because it doesn't feel like it. Well, I feel like Ryan Murphy was like deep into other projects yeah american crime story or american horror story or was this also the same year that feud happened i don't remember time is relative uh <laughs> but he was still considered the showrunner ryan Murphy. yeah yeah uh the music supervisor was pj bloom the first episode uh of season five premiered september 26 2013 the last episode happened may 13th 2014 wow wow <laughs> yeah and so as a recap, uh, we are still doing college years, new, new class of Glee uh, back and forth. And mm-hmm. then um, the new directions are still go to regionals where they lose. And because of that, their club is disbanded because of money for whatever reason, yeah, this was the weird season where season four ended. Season four ended with them winning regionals, and so oh right, right, right. Re- we're going five to five picks up mid school year, which is unprecedented for Glee because it's normally like very much school year to school year. So yes, so then midpoint of season five, they lose nationals, and the deal had been that if you like, it's been how many times before if you don't win. You don't win this competition. We're cutting Glee Cup forever. Well, time it comes true. Well, so Sue is president, not president, not president of the school. Yes, (laughs) principal. That's Mm -hmm. the word I meant to say. It's been so long since I've been in high school. I don't remember what the title is. And so I is it this season or is it the beginning of season four where she sits down both Mr. Shue and Coach Roz. to be like, listen, we got to cut one of your 
uh, clubs right. because of money. Was it this season or was it? I think it's this season. Okay. So yeah, that's a- yeah, because she just gets promoted to principal at the in the season premiere because she frames Figgins with a bunch of porn in his office. And so she becomes principal in the season five season premiere. Oh, so Fired yeah. in season four because of the fucking school shooting episode. Oh, right. Because she took the blame for Becky, for Becky. Becky Jackson. Uh, so, um, See, like I, season five, fully a black hole. Like, who knows? Uh, yes. <laughs> you could tell me, you know, um, they then rode dinosaurs and then got shot out into outer space and did a tap number on the rings of Saturn. I'd be like, yes, that happened this season on Glee. Basically, that did happen, so. <laughs> this is also the season that doesn't have Heather Morris. Yeah, except for like... Like a few episodes. Three but, episodes. Uh, this is also the season where it's episode 100 happens. Yep, and then yes. shortly after that, they shift to only New York. Yeah. We also get a new Cheerio villain? Yeah, we do in as much as that they've taken several other characters and squished it into this one very undefined flat character named Bree. Played by Aaron Westbrook. Now, I don't know how much you've delved into my podcast, but we've talked about her before because she's on Riverdale. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And on Riverdale, she gets to sing. Yeah. I'm surprised. I shouldn't do that like IMDb thing where you can look up who's been on two shows at once because I feel like there ought to be more Lee Riverdale crossover. So far, she's really the only one. She's the only one. I can't believe, I mean, I guess maybe all the Glee cast was traumatized enough from being in Glee that they're like, we're not touching that one. Plus they're like, ooh, we're way too old to play high school kids. <laughs> That's true. They I were mean, too high school kids in season five, so. True. I mean, who knows? They could come on as like a random townsperson soon, but I don't know. That, that, but not enough about Riverdale. We're here to talk about Glee season five. Now, this is, this is also this season. <laughs> I know. I, I, we have to talk about it. We we I feel like this is where it has to start because it's it's we're gonna, in the season. We're going to rip this band-aid off right now and then maybe not talk about it for a while. But for like yeah. this is the season where Corey Monteith passed away like weeks before they started filming or yeah. like when they started filming the two Beatles episodes. And so I've was just thinking about this the other day before we started before you like when you said Mm -hmm. yes I was like oh what am I what are we going to talk about especially with Corey and all that um I feel like they should have just shut production down yeah figured out everything else and then go on from there because this season from what I remember because I haven't rewatched it uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm doing this from memory baby yeah same uh, from what i remember though they uh, like scribbled with in crayon new uh, dialogue and storylines and everything and you could kind of tell yeah i think what five were calling from my vague research they paused production for two weeks they gave themselves two weeks to rewrite an entire season of television and that's also partly why season five only has 20 episodes instead of 22 because they needed two extra weeks to figure it out oh i didn't even realize that yeah it's shorter blessedly and so they didn't change the premiere two episodes at all they were Uh, like we've had these prepared for months we can't we'll just conspicuously not mention finn we can't do anything about them yeah so i'm i'm looking at it where uh, the first three episodes happened like weekly. And then it looks like they took about a month off from premiering because they were probably doing like, all that. We need to make a whole, because Finn, like, Finn was supposed to be the crux of season five, essentially. Like it was supposed to be his story. And right. so to lose him, no wonder like, so I've been thinking about this all day and that there was uh, once me and my co-host Ian did like a bonus episode about rent and 
he mentioned that because Jonathan Larson died on during previews, right, that Rent is technically an unfinished work because he could never go back and change anything after previews, which is an interesting way to think about Rent, especially if you have negative feelings about Rent, which a lot of people do. And I think it's almost the same for Glee season five. Like, because of Corey's death, it will never be what it was supposed to be. And we almost can't judge it the same way because we'll never know. We can't, we can't know what they were going to do with Glee season five. Right. Because lost their major player. Because like, um, they were trying to be respectful of Mm -hmm. him. So they never tell you how he died. No. Which, I mean, was good? There's pros and cons in that, like, they didn't want to make him probably die the way Corey died, because that's opening the world's largest can of worms for the characters. And Glee has such a history of making, especially in later seasons, like, very special episodes about issues, that if they picked an issue that caused Finn to die then it would sort of be championing this basically fake cause right. that would take over. And instead it's just like, no, he's, he's dead. We have to mourn and process that. So in the, in the episode, the quarterback, it's weeks after the funeral, which I find fascinating because uh, so in our reality, you know, us mm-hmm. as viewers watching it, clearly the first two episodes happen in a two week and, well, it's supposed yeah. to be like a week in their universe, but then a few weeks later, all these uh, characters suffer a huge tragedy. Right, and, and but for us, it was only a week. Yeah. So it's kind of jarring in a way, but also I I kind of enjoyed it because it, in a I don't mean to be morbid or anything, but like mm-hmm. I really as watching it from like a storyteller's perspective, I liked that, you know, they left it a mystery. And Mm -hmm. even Kurt, like Kurt's opening monologue about it. So, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I I was a guest on somebody else's podcast. So I did rewatch this episode. Mm -hmm. So this was a little stronger than the other ones. (laughs) So if you're like, he says he didn't rewatch it. No, I did rewatch this one episode. But it felt like Kurt's opening monologue was just basically chris colfer saying that and talking to the viewers in a way yeah yeah and this is an episode of television where um you know there are other episodes other episodes from other shows where a character an actor dies and they have to kill the character off as well and it blurs the line of like what's real versus what's acting yeah and this was like a really great episode in a yeah. in a sad, depressing way. And a, a lot of people I've talked to about this, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I kind of trailed off around season four, but then I came back to watch the quarterback yes. because that happened. This after, like, I think this is the most watched Glee episode since basically season, like season four had already started to really trail off. And then it's by far the most watched episode of seasons five and six. Um which is upsetting. A lot of people came to watch this. Yeah. Um, I think that sort of like line blurring between actors and characters is the most apparent in the like Santana plot line. (gasps) Don't. Yeah. um, Let's go on. (laughs) So I have uh, fully read Naya Rivera's book, her autobiography, Sorry, Not Sorry. I haven't, Um, but I love her. And it's full of like some pretty good glee tea that we will like, I think mostly spans this season, to be honest. But she talks about how her, like Naya and Corey were very close. And so the producers knew that about them and gave her this kind of moment in the show, even though it kind of, it doesn't make quite as much sense that Santana would necessarily be so devastated about Finn but it makes a lot of sense that Naya would be very devastated about Corey. And so I think that's where like really shines through like her performance and her breakdown of if I die young, like the whole thing is just devastating. And you can see that like, that doesn't feel as much like Santana as it does like Naya. Right. And like, she was scripted to break down after Mm -hmm. the song, but because Naya 
yeah. was so emotional as she broke down earlier. And that whole like, oh my God, I'm about to cry. You've been thinking it's- about it because I, uh, so I, like I said, I was on, I guess it on somebody else's podcast, Glee Boot. I'm going to say it. I'm going to promote it because we promote, we, we cross promote everything. While we were talking about that, what did I say? I forget what I said, but it was like her just shouting, don't touch me and everything. Mm-hmm, just like, mm-hmm. it's, it's so jarring. And then also I had like an outer body experience rewatching it now after she passed as well as, I mean, I know he wasn't the greatest person, but Puck, with the way that he was that episode, I was just, I was having this weird meta moment where I was like, these two actors who are currently deceased yeah. are mourning another actor who is yeah. in, the, in, in this mo- time capsule deceased. And it was just so weird because yeah. like, they're supposed to be the young kids and the younger cast and everything. And they, it's so sad. It's just so sad. <laughs> everything is so sad. And I'm sorry to and, depress everyone about this. But like, it, there was no, you can't talk about the rest of the trash fire that's Glee season five without talking about what they had to work through. And this honestly pretty like well done tribute episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's a delicate subject to handle and Glee is not known for handling delicate subjects with a light touch. And I think they did everything, basically everything right here, especially their use of Rachel, who they don't like. Leah Michelle not coming out and doing anything to like the last third right. of this. And then like ripping your heart out with Make You Feel My Love. It's I don't lot. I'm going can I be controversial for a hot of course, second? I always. don't think that was the right song. That's fair. Because like, they've they've duetted other songs, and I feel like um, this is another one. Like, like Mer- the Mercedes one, great showcase Mercedes. Yeah, bullshit on the story, but fine. One hundred percent. There's a there's a a dialogue off camera that apparently happened that they that they had, which they weren't really friendly towards each other. No, not at her, all. Her and Finn, <laughs> like they're friends, but they were never like a conversation that the two of them had. They literally, I don't think I can ever remember a conversation that has just been in Mercedes alone having a conversation, so. Yes. So then Rachel coming out saying we used to sing the song in the car is like, okay, but like you could have picked a different song. It would have been cool to see them, to see her do like an iconic Finchel duet by herself. Right. Right. Or Yes. Yes. Or another song that she did as a solo right. for Finn, but like now it's really for Finn. You know what? It, like, yeah. Something. Don't get me wrong. Performance is great. The I performance is good. Song is, yeah. I mean, I'm biased against Rachel Berry. So we I have, all I are. <laughs> we all heard about Leah Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> we all, we all be knowing. Um, but I think in terms of like, having her not be the main focus of this episode and having her like probably very real pain. Um, Genius. Having her come in for like the last third of the episode. And then she literally spells out how the um, series was supposed to end. Like her whole speech there about how it would be like that. She makes it on Broadway. She comes home, walks through the choir room door and says, Heath, I'm home. Like that's literally what Ryan Murphy had in mind to end the series Obviously, none of that could happen because life happens, and sometimes right. you particularly lose your young male lead. And then, uh, I kind of want to now jump to City of Angels real quick because that's like the other. I would love episode. to because I think. Okay, full disclosure: whatever happens before the Nationals' performance in City of Angels, I don't really know. I don't. I don't remember except for I'm reading like, uh, well, Puppet Master. How could you forget Puppet Master? I wish I could. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, and then there's segments of the previously unaired Christmas episode that I'm like, oh, I remember this. But like, other than that, City of Angels was great. Uh, Yes. Do not believe Skylar Aston as a high school student at all. Because he, they already, Pitch Perfect already came out. 
That was my exact question. I was like, this is post-Pitch Perfect Skylar Aston, right? Like, I, be- I believe so. Or around the same time. But like, if this was 2013. Yeah, Pitch Perfect was already out because I spent a non-zero amount of 2013 watching Pitch Perfect um, <laughs> every weekend. So, so uh, I mean, even Skylar Aston and Pitch Perfect looked a little too old to be playing a 19-year-old. To, yeah, right. To be playing college freshman, he's definitely not pulling off high schooler. Right. Yes, but it um loved the cameo loved yep. it and the fact that they respected finn's character in that episode because mm-hmm. like you know they between quarterback and basically the end of the series whenever yeah. they brought finn up it'd be like oh finn in right. a remembering way but then this one you know they invite bert and carol who yep. by the way they should have had chaperones all throughout all the national. I know. Just we saying. just did. We just did. Um, on Glee Aggressive, we just finished recording for the season two finale, which means you see Will Schuster taking just Will, one adult, and the yes. Glee class to New York, and then he fucking leaves them there. He's like, I have to go run some errands. Bye. And so he leaves thirteen children unsupervised. I'm like, you're gonna get fucking fired, Will. Oh, just wait. Just wait until my segment that uh, when I bring on my, <laughs> I interviewed <laughs> one of my former music teachers. She has some words about. Some words about, the, about like, Mr. Schuster, the ratio yeah. must be off. But now it's three adults to one Glee Club, which seems much more reasonable. And it was, it was so nice. Like, I, I do love a good Bert and Carol scene because yes, they are always the sympathetic character whenever they're, whenever they're on screen. But like, you know, they were fantastic because they really got to were. show great. They, were, they got to be like, sit down, everyone. This is what acting is in yes. the quarterback. And then again, in City of Angels, when they realize that oh the God. club did all the songs for Finn, which none of these songs ever left his mouth. <laughs> no, saying. but I will say all of those songs, if you had shown me like just blank, like here's some songs, which ones do you think would be songs Finn likes or Finn would have done in the future? All three of those would have been on there because they're in that same like journey. Um, can't fight this feeling like. Mm, yeah, because they're all Finn's genre. So in this episode, the New Direction sing More Than a Feeling, America yeah. by Neil Diamond, not the, mm-hmm. they already did America from West Side Story years not ago. Not that so one, no. Not Neil that Diamond. one. And then I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now, and I, I know I said we weren't going to talk about, we weren't really going to talk about songs this episode, but like we mm-hmm. have to for this moment, because I agree with you. These are um, songs that, Yes, if this would be on his iPod. They would absolutely be on his iPod, yeah. It probably remind him of his dad who he's never met and he's just jamming out to them. Can I say also what I what I also really liked about this episode is that the other groups that are showcased, so Mm -hmm. um the Amazonians and throat explosion, where that's the that's the Skylar Aston team. Sure. They were doing their own sets. Unlike that episode in, ooh, was it season two or three where, I think it's two, where mm-hmm. Karofsky tries to commit suicide and then all, all of a sudden three. everyone, yeah, three. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, we're going to uplift it and dedicate yes. our set list to him. And it's like, okay. Why? Sure. You don't know this man, but okay. Yeah. So, um, I, I appreciated though that like it would have been nicer to hear other songs that maybe Finn would have liked within the episode, but like not the other teams playing singing. Yeah, anymore. I think what's so powerful about the three songs that they do in Nationals is that they don't start off with these are Finn's songs. We're doing these songs for Finn. They just start performing. And they sing these two songs and they sound good. I also appreciate that they really highlighted their seniors. So Justice for Tina gets a moment where she is actually allowed to sing. We're going to talk a lot about (laughs) In the show that she's been on for five years. And then at the start of the third song is when they cut back to Bert and Carol and Carol goes, oh my God, they're doing all of Finn's favorite songs. So you've already watched two thirds of this performance and you're like, yeah, okay. 
And then you realize the whole thing has been a tribute to Finn. They intercut the third song with clips of like Finn walking down the hall, being with Glee Club. Like you see clips from his from his pro- time on the show. And it just, it hits so much harder knowing that you've actually been watching a tribute to Finn this whole time and you might not have realized it. It was so nice. It's so beautiful. It fully makes me cry. So beautiful. And then they lose miserably. <laughs> I know they do. And like, I guess it feels, I haven't rewatched. I rewatched these three performances like last night because I was emotional. And I was like, oh, but not Mr. Roboto <laughs> counting stars. I did not rewatch Mr. Roboto counting stars. Oh, come on. The costume change. <laughs> I do love a costume change. And I like Skylar Aston well enough, but I was like, I know what this is. what's going on here wasn't also mercedes in that episode yeah because she's in la so she's just there in the audience oh right 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 that makes sense oh god i wonder now in your because okay we're all gleeks here let's be real (laughs) at this point um in your gleek dumb universe Mm -hmm. do you know if this was also the case that uh, New Directions was going to lose if Finn was alive? Oh, I don't know. I'm not, like, I don't know if they've released a lot about what besides, like, the plot of it being Finn was supposed to get his, like, teaching degree or whatever and become a, a real teacher in, during <laughs> season five. I know, which, like, what kind of teacher, but you can't just major in, like, I'm an education major, but only for Glee. That doesn't work. Um, I don't know if I know any of the like other plot points planned. I'm guessing not because I well, it's Maybe. weird. That, it's weird to me that they chose to like were they that they chose to end season four with regionals. So was season five always going to be this weird truncated half school year and then only New York? I I don't know. If anyone knows, you know the socials, but I'll say it at the end. I would love to know. And of course, since we're pre-recording this before it comes out, I will will email it to you. Yeah, forward that email and we'll find out. Yes, but you... I I love behind the scenes Glee trivia. (laughs) But you know what else is great? To talk about my my former music teacher. Yes. (laughs) That's a bad segue. I'm so sorry, everyone. Let me try again. So you know what else is really great? Um, hearing from a, a real educator, an actual educator, an actual educator to talk about, you know, competitions and her mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings. So let's get into that now. It's that time again, everyone. My form, one of my form, I keep saying that you are my former, but you are one of my former high, sc- <laughs> high school music teachers comes back to talk about Mr. Schuster and the education system and as a whole. It's Christy Adams, everyone. Woo! Hey! <laughs> so when do you think Mr. Schuster should have been fired this season? <laughs> the twerking episode. Oh no, that's right. Like I, I, Okay, so now that I've already brought it up, just out of the shoot, I, I get what he's trying to do when he goes in front of the board of ed and he's like, listen, there's other dance styles that were, you know, they shouldn't have been appreciated in their time or they should have been appreciated and they weren't. And, and I get all that, but twerking. Twerking. I, yep. I can't. <laughs> that was another cultural reference of its time that you're like, oh, we're... Even at the time, we were all like, oh, this shouldn't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so uh, right. That was like the third episode or fourth. Like, it was right out of the shoot. So once again, he school year barely. Oh, this was like, this was mid-school year they did that split, didn't they? This was like the second half of the school year. Yeah, so seasons four and five are supposed to take place in one school year. Yeah. Even though a lot of shit happened in between. Yeah. <laughs> like the past unfortunately this is the season where Corey Monteith passed away who played Finn and yeah. a lot of it hinged on that fact that he was like he was going to be a bigger character than he was last season but yeah he had a scramble to fit fix things but uh yeah <laughs> yeah 
this is also the season where the glee club spoil well not spoiler hopefully everyone has seen it by seen now it at this point yeah uh this is also the episode where the glee club gets disbanded at yes. the end yes has that ever happened to you have you ever lost a club or a class it's been threatened um oh, shit. So I, I do relate to a lot of his being in the principal's office trying to fight for things. That is very realistic, especially right. for music education. Those things have been threatened, yes. Have they been disbanded? Um, actually, yeah. One of them was disbanded. I'm like so in sorry. front of my face, too. Uh, it happens, you know, what are you going to do? But yeah, that unfortunately does happen. And it's a reality of music education that shouldn't be. Nobody threatens to disband math for science or social or sports or sports mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait that's another discussion for another day that's, Off, that's, while while we're not recording <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how did you feel about those student teacher relationships this season I, I feel like he's a little bit more involved I mean we don't see him the whole season because of that whole split because now we end the school year and now we're only following the college students so right i only have that first half of the season to work off of um I, I feel like he becomes his old self right around los angeles with nationals and giving the pep talks again and pushing them and we we kind of harken back a little bit to our original will schuster from season one that was always so inspirational and and there for the kids and and encouraging them that they've got this and I believe in you you know he, he asked Sam to be a leader and you know that's right. that's the, the Will Schuster I like and remember and that those relationships come back a bit because it's almost like the lesson was learned from the whole Finn thing yeah yeah you know? and the, like unfor- uh we did talk about they did a tribute to Whitney Houston they did a really beautiful tribute this season oh it was so to good Corey, especially especially you bring up LA where they um they curated songs that would fit the character I'm not sure if like the actor actually liked those songs and that's why they did it but like it did feel true to the character of Finn that you know he would like those type of songs and And I I like how they kept hearkening back to that they kept going back and you know the whole performance is dedicated to him and at the end they hold up his drumsticks and you know don't even no mm, can't cry right now parents are there it's you know they could have very easily done the tribute episode and then just been done with it and instead they make it a major reason for the drive of the students and i feel like that's a very real thing because if that had actually happened to that group of kids yeah they want to win it for his parents they want to win it for him and you know, so show that it was all for, it wasn't all for nothing, you know? So a few seasons ago, I think it was season two. Yeah, it was season two. Uh, we talked about how they performed at Sue's sister's funeral. And in this season, we don't see a funeral for Finn, but do you think the Glee Club, both old and new, would have performed uh, or done something? Absolutely. And and I think that um, Carol and Bert would have wanted that, his parents. You yeah. Know? Um, seeing their relationships with the kids all six seasons, they are just as embedded in their lives as Will Schuster is. And so I think 100%, they would have expected that, you know, there would be performance. There were performances at their own wedding in season two, I two, think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, Song I, choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's obviously another conversation, but. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. They would have sung at that, for sure. So we only, we get like a very uh, shortened version of like the high school that you said. Uh, Were there any lessons that they had that you feel like were great this season or that you would utilize? Nothing stood out to me. It just the typical, you know, especially this season with his death, the the typical we're family, we're family push. Mm -hmm. Um, there we're here for each other push i i really appreciate those aspects of what will teaches and and it, when he goes back to those moments which we, we kind of lose those a bit in season four it's nice to see them come back a bit in season five and again i still think that's because of cory monteith's death you know like 
they they had to have him be his old self to bring everybody together around this tough moment you know so you think he was a this season he was a better teacher than like the previous few seasons yes not yeah, necessarily I, a good teacher but he was a better one better <laughs> better than certainly better than season four right oh yeah because he was absent all half of it <laughs> right well and then when he was there he was fighting and backbiting and not paying attention to what he was doing which we saw a little bit in season two so i i think he you know losing finn gave him a rallying point that kind of reignited and refocused him in a good way which unfortunate it's unfortunate yeah I mean, it, had to, it had to be that yeah right i i i wonder what the season would have been if he didn't pass away yeah it's a it's a little uh sliding doors in a way but we're not here to talk about that we're not here to talk about that yeah 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 on another lighter note or trying to be uh (laughs) how did you feel about the choreography was it a little accurate this nationals nationals was a lot more accurate this season um when we get to nationals than it was in the past Again, you have this other choir that's got sensationalized choreography, but we've been seeing that for five seasons at this point. So you kind of expect it. But as far as new directions, they're they're doing typical show choir movement, walking through and simple steps. And it's back to, again, it's back to what we know of them. You know, we expect of them and it's more traditional show choir choreography the way it's supposed to be. I do love though, uh, in uh, Skylar Aston's uh musical group whatever the name of that is oh know. i don't uh was that you know when they intensity is something that... like that yeah yeah where they where they do uh domo arigato mr rubato into yeah. that other song and he has that quick change on stage yeah. like have you ever done something like that where it's like a rip away costume on stage as a reveal we, for somebody we have it's always been in like our theater productions but not like even when I was in show choir, we didn't do anything like that. I mean, there were tiny <laughs> costume change pieces. Like I run off and put a hat on or I run off and put a right. shirt on. You said but, like put on a poodle skirt and it's like the fifties time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But nothing, nothing like that. Our, our theater productions, we've done stuff like that, but. Is that allowed in competition settings? I think it depends on how it's being used. And I, I think in that particular situation, Oh man, this is hard to say. I, I think it depends on what the competition is, but it it, it might have been acceptable. Well, because he's a, going from like fully covered to fully covered still. That's why I'm saying I think it, it it would be okay if that's the direction you're going in. Like, oh, I have a tux on. Oh no, now it's suspenders and a bow tie and something else. Then right, then we're okay, you know. But there's a real but fine line colors, there. Yeah. You know, you start saying specifically in the rules that that's allowable, and now you're going to see stuff that you don't want to see. So, right. Because, you know, once it's okay for one person, now it's expected for everyone else to do it. And you, in future seasons, um, and then I just have to keep upping it, upping yeah. it, upping it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pause here for a second. Yes. I'm going to cut into it. Karina. Yes. You're a judge at this nationals competition. Would you dock throat explosion for doing that? Or would you give them extra points for doing that rip of way? Or would you not like, are you there? Are you, are you more like, this is fine. I, it's, it's a cool transition, but like, I'm here for them. I'm here for the choreography and the music. Assuming that there's no actual rules about it. Cause that does feel like show cars feel like they're nitpicky about some things. Like, there's maybe a rule like you can't leave items on stage. Like if you have a prop, you can't leave it on. I don't know. I made that up. I have no idea if that's a rule or not. <laughs> but assuming that sh- like a mid-song costume change is not outright banned or generally frowned upon, I don't know. I'd probably be impressed by it. I think a quick change is cool. Sometimes I watch quick change videos on YouTube just to like <laughs> watch people do it. So it would probably impress me. Like, I know they don't have the same heart that New Directions does, but they have a lot of skill and I think that counts for something. Right, because it's not just, in this instance of the competition, it's not mm-hmm. just like a flashy bit. Like, they also no. have like the uh, the uh, dancing and the vocal talent yeah. to 
uh, back it up. It's like a full transition, so. Yes. Okay, let's go back to my teacher. Is there anything else this season that you want to talk? I, I didn't really find a lot of questions this season for, <laughs> there's nothing well, specific I, to ask about. Something we haven't talked about yet that I do want to address is the constant shortage of people to get on the stage. Like they have to have the 12, which Sue jokes about so much, you know, you have to have the 12 people. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the, the other rule. rule. That's yeah, the that everybody remembers is the 12 people. Um, it it, it kind of partially goes back to season four where he, he auditions people and he puts up this list of who got in and there's still only like nine people on the list as an educator i don't think he would have had the problem going to nationals trying to scrounge up three people who've never rehearsed with this group by the way and now we're throwing three random people in with these this family of people who've been through everything together is this the season um, where he throws the band in as as no Dan that was this is the three cheerleaders i think that sam dredges up oh right 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 yes yeah but the point is like they wouldn't how would they know the music, the choreography, the emotional connections? Like none, none of that would happen. So, you know, he had an opportunity at the beginning of season four to take some kids like Sugar, give them an opportunity just to get the numbers up and then work with them. But again, they're back to Will isn't an actual music teacher and that's probably why these problems happen. And, you know. There, there's something that happens in season four as well where like, I get why they had this moment of like, sugar and um not sam what's his name the kid with the dreadlocks oh uh, um uh oh my god i know this yeah the jesus kid the jesus kid like yeah. they i mean as actors they probably weren't contractually obligated to do the whole season but like there was this moment where they celebrate them coming back and it seems like there's a second <laughs> yeah uh, class of like glee or whatever where i'm like wait and so again is glee a class period or is it a after school yeah. club and either way you can't just grab three random people off the street a week before nationals and go okay we're going to nationals we need you that's not how that would work at all christy it's the fantasy of the show oh you're right you're right, you're right. i'm sorry <laughs> but like yes i get it realistically like i mean I, you would probably have again alternates or understudies if it's a certain number right 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 i mean typically you're not only gonna if you have a show choir of only nine kids school's probably not gonna let it run and knowing right. knowing that you have to have 12 to begin with they're probably not gonna let it run but let's that say on the off chance they let it run, you've now had an entire school year to recruit people. Why is he not out there recruiting people all, all year? I mean, That's he planted he planted drugs on somebody to join his glee club. <laughs> That's true. What else is he gonna do? Like, <laughs> and the and the fact that even in season four he nonchalantly like admits to that. Yeah. What? Well, uh, and then Finn's like, that makes you even cooler. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That clearly means you're just 18 years old because if you're a little bit older, you'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And there's no, there was no musical, this musical episode, quote unquote. Uh, that, I think because it's the continuation of that school right. year before. That's why we don't, we don't get that episode. I mean, I'm a little, well, not really. Cause they, I was going to say, I'm a little surprised they only do one show a year, but like, the whole thing about the um uh, uh, like one of the underlying themes of this glee club is the money aspect yeah. which yeah. everyone jokes about all the time because they do extravagant numbers for him <laughs> right right like uh what was what was that Katy Perry song that they did that was a whole jungle theme and it's like yes where is this what is what is happening? Why are they swinging in like Tarzan? Like, what is going on right now? Meanwhile, when they go to the competitions, they're in like there is no. They bring a prop every once in a while, but yeah. like not a whole set piece. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh man, <laughs> this show is wild, and we still yeah. have one more season to talk about. So yay! So. <laughs> Yay, season six. Let's go. All right. Thank you again for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Season six. Uh, here we go. Uh. Life is but a but a life but a but a life is but a but a but a life is but a life is but a soul. 
Okay, so me in the past that mm-hmm. when I recorded that forgot about Roar. <laughs> Roar. Roar. Which Roar is, is hilarious. Which is, which is the one that Sue actually brings up, I believe, this same season, because he's like they do it, and then she's like, You spent all this money <laughs> to put a full jungle in the auditorium. For you. Oh, yeah. God, this show is awesome, and I hate it and love it at the same time. The thing I hate about Roar is there's a shot of Artie swinging in on a vine, which means that they somehow figured out that he is holding the vine, but it must be attached to his wheelchair because no one on this show understands how wheelchairs work at any given time. I don't think I ever talked about, or did I? I don't remember. I talked a lot about a lot of shit on this show. Uh, I don't think I ever talked about that one Christmas episode where he became a robot so the one where like the where britney believes in santa claus and coach beast has to go to her house and be like i can't make people walk and so then and then coach beast gives Artie robot legs and we never see them again right well because they different different from the christmas episode which i think was last season where Artie has a whole dream sequence about well if you had never been in a wheelchair everything would be more terrible for everything else Artie. I blacked that out. <laughs> it's it's like the season four one. It's called Glee, actually. And it's one like, the only part I can remember is, oh, Artie, if you aren't there to inspire Becky to um, believe in herself as a person with Down syndrome, uh, she becomes a prostitute. Oh, right. And, totally. That's how it works. And he's like, excuse me? It's like, yeah, Artie, you have to be in a wheelchair or else this girl with Down syndrome becomes a prostitute because she doesn't love herself enough. Well, so this season the christmas episode was previously on air christmas and according to the wikipedia blurb it says in a christmas special that was supposedly suppressed by the network in 2012 according to an episode opening monologue by jane lynch the new york cast work as holiday elves while lima glee club members vie to be in the living nativity display at mckinley high that is, oh, it was so stupid. So many questions. First of all, why are they all talking about this living nativity scene as though it's something that they do all the time? Never done it before. Also, why did they, they audition the Marys, right? Yeah. And like Katie really wants to be Mary and is like, you guys are bad at loving Jesus. I'm not sure. They had a whole episode in season two about keeping religion out of schools. So, yeah, grilled Jesus. Yeah. Grilled Jesus. Che- fuck, whatever it's called. Krill, grilled Jesus. Yes. And also in that Christmas episode, um, you fully see like Kurt get like tied up and robbed by a, a bisexual Santa Claus. So Who you drugs them. Yes, they all get roofied. It's like a fun, playful date rape joke. We don't really love that, Glee, but okay. But- but then they also sing the chipmunk song and you're they like, do okay. sing the chipmunk song. My God, there's so much about. Like, Honestly, the Christmas episode, I was like, no, I don't have time. I don't have time or energy to think about this one. I nope. think I'm, I think I'm going to save episode 100 for the next one, because a yeah. lot of that has to do with the music, which yeah. we need to go on a diatribe. But like, what did you think about uh, what I talked about with Christy, you know, my former music teacher? Yeah, I mean, I know we I, repeated things on right, accident. We talked about that. <laughs> um, obviously, I think the twerking episode, which comes pretty early in the season, right? Episode like, five, yeah, yeah. So you've gone from you've gone from all Beatles. the time to the, the quarterback mute episode to a very confusing episode that doesn't understand who Lady Gaga or Katy Perry is to an episode where Will both ironically and unironically sings blurred lines with a bunch of students in I, a school hallway. So like I said, I browned this epi- the season out. Yeah. I don't want to say it's a full blackout, but before recording this earlier today, I was just like, didn't Marley sing Wrecking Ball? Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, and I was episode. like, oh, it's the season in that episode. Oh, because boy. because in this episode is when Jake, who like I bear like the new I'm apologies to new new directions, those kids 
I really just never bothered to learn anything about them. So Baby Puck, yes. Yeah, Baby Puck. Um, Breaks up with Supergirl. Well, he doesn't even really break up with Supergirl. He just gets so tired of the fact that she won't put out that he gives into temptation and has sex with Bree there at school. Not oh, any other time. <laughs> oh my God. And then, you it's know. Just, and like, and I think this is kind of the episode where it's not shown him being like, wow, Jake, you're such a bad guy for cheating on your girlfriend. It's more like, wow, Marley, I really can't believe you wouldn't put out for Jake. And he forced him to go sleep with this other girl. And you're like, that's the angle you want to take? Well, because the episode before the Katie or Gaga, which is what it's called, they are supposed to be acting like the opposite of their personality. So they, they claim that Katy Perry is like so pure and chaste and like the bubblegum pop and then Lady Gaga, yes. you know, our Lord and Savior. Um, it well, next to Beyonce, you know, I don't mm-hmm. wanna, I don't we, we, we can't, don't need to, yes. We, I don't want to start any fights, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh Lady Gaga is all like grungy and roar and you know, like edgy, edgy, and then uh Marley gets kicked out for Marley gets suspended for not being willing to perform wearing a seashell bra in a performance like for not feeling comfortable with putting her body on display during school time as we've maybe discussed after after having uh well being oh gaslit into an eating disorder yes 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 by by kitty so Oh God! This sh- oh my God! I'm I'm getting really angry right now. We we're going through all the emotions today. <laughs> this is an emotional show. So, for starters, uh, the thing I w- I've been wanting to say forever is that Glee never really punishes people. No. So, like season one, Kurt is very predatory towards Finn. Never he no, never no consequences. He's always the victim. Um. The only Kurovsky gets like a light punishment for yeah. threatening to kill somebody. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think anything bad happens in season three that is worthy of note. Season four, Kitty gaslights Marley into thinking that she's gaining weight when Marley is stick thin. Yeah. And you know they hug it out at the end. It's no one has any consequences for any actions in Glee. And it really makes the stakes feel like less. Also, um, uh, unique uh, catfishes writer. And they never talk about it again. Well, no. So what happens is writer does sectionals, which mm-hmm. is the Gungam style that Marley faints. Marley in. passes out in, yeah. Right, because she hasn't eaten in days. Um, and then he's like, he says before that, or is it, or is it, uh, I think he's, at the end? he won't perform at regionals unless someone tells him who the catfish is. Right. And then he performs at regionals. and He's like, I'm done after this. And then you know what? He's not because no one no. ever really leaves the Glee club. No, you can't. It's impossible. It's cursed. <laughs> I, I know we were talking about the twerking episode, but I have such like a fundamental problem with the Katie versus Gaga one because well, I guess compared to Lady Gaga, Katy Perry is less edgy. She's not like unsexual. <laughs> like, no. hello, all of California girls, it ends with her shooting whipped cream out of her boobs. Like, she has a song called I Kissed a Girl, and they sing yeah. it twice on the show. Yeah. Three times, technically. I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead to season six when, but whatever. Truly, but... three times. Yes. And, and so the whole thing is like, Marley's like, no, I'm I'm happy being a, a Katie of like the, I'm like, yeah, Katy Perry definitely fucks though. Like she, she yes. just fucks in a different way than Lady Gaga. It doesn't make either like you have a fundamental misunderstanding about what it means to be Katy Perry. And also I think Lady Gaga, frankly, but you know, whatever. Whatever. Those but like you have to remember those were the I think. At the time of the of them record, yeah. like filming and everything, 
Lady Gaga was still in, was still a little edgier, you know? I mean, yes. Right. I think Born This Way already came. Yes, Born This Way came yeah, out because. They did in season two. Yes. So she's a she's already the gay icon that everyone knows her. And Katy Perry is also a gay icon. But like um, California Girls, the music video. I know, yes, she's squirting whipped cream out of her tits. But like she looks like a like just, candy and young yeah. and fun and bubbly. And then Lady Gaga, a lot of her music videos are darker or yeah. um let's see if you get the beginning of born this way where she gives birth to heads <laughs> lady gaga was out there doing something while Katy perry was just here trying to make hits and be sexy and they're both doing the lord's work yeah <laughs> i love them i can't i can't help it i love them um but i think this is a good time to pause this conversation yes. because you know we have a lot more to cover <laughs> i feel like we barely scratched the surface of, of oh. the dumpster oh yes of the of this would you call it the dumpster fire yeah it's a dumpster fire fully yes and next episode we will get more in depth i didn't really want to because like a lot of the episodes this season rely on talking about the music yes and so we're gonna talk about the music next episode and some episodes but um karina karina Karina, damn it damn it damn it (laughs) but karina uh do you have anything you want to plug or promote since we're at the end since you asked um as you mentioned at the top of the show i am the co-host of a podcast called glee aggressive um glee clap emoji i won't clap on mic because it's annoying um aggressive uh with my dear friend uh, ian brodsky we are a glee recap podcast which means we are painstakingly going through every episode of glee and talking about it um the big catch here is that while i have subjected myself to watching glee fully at least three times um ian who is a musical theater professional has never seen it so he's going in cold every episode basically and so I, I have to, I'm suffering and reliving this. And he is a fresh baby faced bleak. Um, who Does, is, is he liking it? I mean, he finds is, the faults, but like, it is up and down. Okay. It is up and down. Cause like, you know, as a, as a gleek, yes, we yeah. love, yes, we love the show, but we also hate it. When you don't have nostalgia glasses on where you're like, I know it's trash, but you have to remember like what it was like watching this in 2009 when you're watching it for the first time in 2020, 2021, you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, a lot of comedy is bad. (laughs) Yes, yes. So you can find that um, we just finished whatever timeline is now, time's not real. We're around, we finished season two by now. By the time any of you listen to this, we have been, We've just finished season two. We might be in season three by now. I don't know. We have some, we have some bonus episodes that come out in between. So you're at the perfect time. We're about to go into the last good season of Glee. So. Oh, trust. <laughs> I, I wish they stopped at three. They should and, have, and we all know it. For, for, the, for the pun, end on a high note. Like. Yes. Oh, so God. You can find that everywhere. Uh, Glee Aggressive. And all of our social handles are at Glee Aggressive from the Twitter, the Instagram. Can I ask why like that. it's called Glee Aggressive? Um, we There's a lot of Glee podcasts out there. Um, and we were trying to find one that was catchy. And so it's like the cheerleading. Um, we're oh, not be it's like It's like be it. aggressive. Yes. Be, be aggressive. But instead it's Glee Aggressive. You um, know, when I, when I reached out to you, I was just like, Glee aggressive like are they aggressively watching Glee are they covering we are episodes pretty, see, and, uh, <laughs> we are also aggressive about the content we are there we go we're here to be mad at Glee and Glee is mad at us right back so it's fine we're all we're all angry at each other um and if you want to reach out about what we've talked about on season five you or if you know any if you know like what season five was supposed to what, be would have been please contact either of us or me you know because you're listening to my podcast <laughs> you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com I'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at buttasongpod uh are you are you a katie or a gaga are you 
Karina, are you a Katie or a Gaga, according to the episode's rules? I, according to the episode's rules, I'm fully a Katie. Like, I can accept that about myself. Can I be a Katie Gaga? A Katie Gaga, yes. I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, it's really, it's not black or white. It's really hard to fall in that binary. It is. Oh, God. Breaking all the <laughs> binary rules. And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, well, we're still talking about Glee season five, so don't be a don't be alarmed we're we're not changing anything just yet uh but thank you all i hope you're having a wonderful day or what night whatever time of day you're listening to this and bye for now special thanks to justin johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to nick bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast and thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. <laughs>